Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're thankful for our children's church workers, our youth workers, all our folks who do all that they do. We're not some big mega church, but the message is mega. The love is mega, but there's still a lot to be done. This morning we'll be ministering a message titled, Living in the Spirit. Living in the Spirit. It's the only place we can live. It's the only place we can walk. And when we're not living, when we're not walking in the Spirit, we're not living. When we're not walking in the Spirit, we're sowing to the flesh. It's just that simple. This is why the Lord is raising up men and women who will declare Christianity is not Sunday and Wednesday, it's moment by moment. It's every moment of your life. It's radical, far more radical than we could ever imagine. Christianity, your salvation, is for every moment of your life. Amen. And I'm thankful to be learning this my own self. Romans chapter 8 verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's talking about the fleshly way of thinking. That means thinking outside of the measure of faith you were dealt. Thinking outside of the measure of faith you were dealt. If you're a Christian, Romans 12 and 3 says that God dealt you the measure of faith. And he tells us there in the third verse of Romans chapter 12 that one of the reasons he gave us that measure of faith is so that we wouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. And because when we're doing that, we are thinking according to the flesh. And when we're thinking according to the flesh, we can't, we can't be led by the Spirit. We can't walk in the Spirit. God can't be pleased. God can't be pleased when we're sowing to the flesh. Because the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, the mind that's only after the things of the world, the mind that really knows maybe that it should be in the Word, it should be in church, it should be giving, it should be praying, it should be an active part of the local church, the body of Christ. But other things are more important. That's the fleshly mind. God can't be pleased with any of that. No matter how good the community looks at it and says, wow, you have a lot of good going on, God's not pleased with any of it. He cannot be pleased outside of faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. And it takes faith to escape the fleshly way of thinking. That's why he gave us the measure of faith. 
so that we wouldn't think more highly of our self, which is your problem, my problem, self, than we ought to. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Because it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. Do you know that as a child of God, you're not in the flesh? You can sow to the flesh. You can walk after, be led by your flesh. But when you were born again, you were placed in the Spirit. Not just in Christ, but in the Spirit, meaning in the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God. You were placed in the Spirit. You don't hear much of this in the church, if anything. You hear that we're in Christ, but you never hear that when you're born again, I haven't, that you're in the Spirit. A lot of Pentecostalism, which we're a part of, just not in what's 90% of it today in the way it functions, but... You, you, they, they don't think they're in the Spirit till they get baptized with the Holy Spirit. But you're in the Spirit. Let's read it. You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, you're in the Spirit. There, hold on just a minute. Amen. When you got born again, you weren't just immersed into Christ is dead. You were immersed into the Spirit. You're in the Spirit. Now, you and I know very much so how easy it is to sow to the flesh, to walk after the flesh. You know, everybody in here understands how easy it is to do that. Because it is the fight of your life to walk after the Spirit, in the Spirit. It's the fight of your life. If you experience the life of Christ, you will walk in the Spirit or you will not experience the life of Christ. Let me say that again. If you don't know what it means to walk in the Spirit, you don't know how to walk in the Spirit, then you're not going to experience Christ at all. At all. Because we only live in the Spirit. That's why when you were born again, you had to be placed where life is. In Christ and in the Spirit. You can't serve Christ outside of walking in the Spirit. You can't serve Him. You can do a lot of good things and call it you serving God, serving Christ, but God don't call it that. Only in the Spirit. That's why this message is important. You ask 99.9% of all Christians today, even preachers too, what it means, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? <clears throat> and they'll tell you all kind of flaky things. Well, it means you love people. Well, it means this. It means you do this. You do No, no, no. Walking in the Spirit means you keep your faith in what puts you in the Spirit. What puts, you, what puts you in the Spirit? What puts you in Christ? Nothing you did. Not the works of the law, but the hearing of 
The hearing of faith allowed you to receive the Spirit and you to be put in the Spirit and in Christ. Amen. So, verse 9, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Because of what Christ did at Calvary. The Spirit of God can now be life to you. And you're in the Spirit where life exists, but you have to walk in the Spirit to experience the life that's in the Spirit. It's not flaky, weirded out, woo, you got to get in the Spirit, man. No, you got to keep your faith in the one thing that puts you in the Spirit and allowed Christ to dwell in your heart and you to dwell in him, and that's his death. I'm kind of like Andrew last week. I heard his message. He, <coughs> he struggled and uh, all this stuff. It's warm here. We went up there in a the high 40 degrees, low 50s, got me. So the first thing we needed to look at this morning before we get too deep into this is that as a Christian, you're not in the flesh. You're in the spirit. Just because you believed in Jesus, you believed into Jesus, into his death that was provided by him through his spirit for your forgiveness, your salvation. But again, it's the fight of your life. If you're going to walk after the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, you're going to have to fight to keep your faith in the cross. That means this world, this life, this life of yours here cannot be all about you. This got to be all about Jesus. Your mission as a Christian is to express Christ, not you. Well, I just want to express myself to the world. You as a Christian are not here to express yourself to the world. You are here as a Christian to deny your self-expressing desire and express Christ through faith in his death. You're not here to express you. And if that's your attitude, you're walking after the flesh. That's a carnal way of thinking. And we've said all sorts of dumb things. To uh, We've allowed them to be said to us. We've said them to our kids. Just go out and find yourself. Let me tell you something. You ain't going to find yourself outside this right here. You, you, are, you are in Christ. You are in Christ. And you're going to learn about who you are in him. You're going to find out in this book or you're not going to learn. Anything, anything outside of that, you're learning only about who you want to be in this world. And this world is perishing and will soon come to a collapsing end. 
being burned up with fervent heat with all of the flesh's lust and desires burn up with it. Once we're born again, we have everlasting and abundant life within us. But we will, moment by moment, be required to lay hold of this eternal life that we have. How often do you want to experience eternal life? Christians want this experience every moment of their lives. It should be that way. It shouldn't be we go to church on Sunday and Wednesday and put on a religious show. It should be who we are 24-7. Moment by moment, expressing Christ, fighting the good fight of faith to lay hold on this eternal life, the life of Christ that I already have, but to experience it, I have to be found walking in the Spirit. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Timothy already had eternal life. But just like John the Baptist we spoke of earlier, he'd already been used by God, but still he had to be told something. Paul and Timothy still required the truth flowing into their hearts. Timothy had to continually be told something. <coughs> fight the good fight of faith. You're not fighting against sin, my friend. You're fighting to keep the faith. You're not fighting against sin. Just say no to sin. I don't care how much you say no to sin. Sin will do the same thing to you the devil will do to you. By telling him no. The devil don't care how much you tell him. He will cut your head off and destroy everything about you unless you find your place hidden in Christ in his death. Mm. And let me say this this morning. Just because we can live in the Spirit does not mean that we automatically are experiencing the life that's in the Spirit. And it's not experienced outside of the Spirit. So every Christian who doesn't even know what it means to walk in the Spirit, the best they can do is be nice and call it God. Where does the church today then? Where is the church today? Positive thoughts. I'm sending positive thoughts your way. I'll be like, get you a Bible and send me a word. <laughs> Let me say it again. Some of you may doubt it, but it's very true. Any Christian anywhere in the world, if they do not know how to walk in the Spirit and they're not walking in the Spirit, they can do nothing good in God's eyes because it takes the Holy Spirit to do anything that God would see as good. And he only works within the perimeters of the new covenant law being in Christ Jesus, faith in the death of Christ. Your faith in anything other than the death of Jesus eliminates you from grace. 
That's in your Bibles. Galatians 5, 1 through 4 tells you that. Christ can't affect you. He can't profit you at all if your faith is not in the death of Jesus. Because if it's not in the death, that means it's in something else that you're doing. And that something else, all the things that men bring into the church today that distract us from the one place God will work in our lives, being faith in the sacrifice, automatically tickles, it draws our flesh. See, we got this problem called flesh. You got it. You got it. We all got it. This flesh body, it's lusting after this, lusting after that. I don't care how holy you try to put on a show, you got a flesh and it's lusting, the Bible says, at all times. At all times, it might not be the same lust they got or they got, but it ain't doing nothing but lusting after something that is not godly. And your spirit that is now alive is contrary to that thing 24-7. And you've heard me say it, and it's so true. You can't shut self up. You can't run self off. But you can deny self if you'll take up the cross. But if you don't take up the cross, that fleshly selfish thing is going to corrupt your life. And you'll be crying out to God, why God, why God? How have you allowed this God? Why have you done this, God? Why? How? And it's us. Because our ignorance of the way of walking in the Spirit will not remove the reality of us experiencing the corruption that's there when we walk after the flesh. If you sow to the flesh, you will die. That's what the Bible says, right? In Romans chapter 8. Look at this verse now. And this in this is Galatians 5 and 25. This here is really our springboard scripture, if you will, for this message. And this is probably going to be more than one message because I think we the Lord is stirring my heart to move into the area of discussing the difference between what it means to pray with the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. We need to learn that. We need to learn that because there's a lot of mess going on with all of that. And the Lord's going to give us scriptural truth concerning that. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. It's the only place you can experience Christ is in the Spirit. He is our life, right? He declared himself to be the way, the truth, and the life. There is no life outside of Christ. And if I experience life, that means I'm experiencing Christ. And if I'm experiencing Christ, that means I'm walking in the Spirit. The first place I ever experienced Christ was when I trusted in his death for my salvation. I was immersed into him. 
He moved inside of me, made this old dying body his tabernacle for a little while. And he put me in the spirit. He put you in the spirit. So if we live in the spirit, the Holy Spirit here tells us, commands us. If you want, if you can recognize that you live in the spirit, if you know the truth that life is only found in the spirit, if you live in the spirit, then walk in the spirit. Because if you don't walk in the spirit, you won't live. <coughs> Amen. Everybody okay this morning? And you, let me say this. You don't just wake up every day and say, I choose to walk in the spirit today. Uh-uh. That's the same as waking up and say, I choose to love everybody today. Well, you ain't going to. And you're not going to walk in the Spirit because you say you're going to walk in the Spirit. <coughs> I ain't had to talk this much since. Think about this. When you're not walking in the Spirit, you're sowing to the flesh. I'm not, I'm not teaching with a question mark. There's an exclamation mark behind what I'm saying. If you're not walking in the Spirit, let me say it a better way. While we are not walking in the Spirit, we are sowing to the flesh. It's that radical. You mean when I'm not walking in the Spirit, whatever I'm doing, you heard right. It ain't nothing but flesh. It might not be sinful, but there ain't no life in it. If you're not walking in the Spirit, you're sowing to the flesh. I got to eat. I'm feeding my flesh body. That ain't sinful, is it? <coughs> There's other things that these bodies desire to do that God gave us the desire for that we do that are not sinful. Amen? But there ain't no life in it. Not spiritual life. When I go eat a meal this afternoon at Luigi's, I'm missing that lasagna. When I go eat a meal, I'm feeding this flesh, but it ain't got nothing to do with spirituality. Nothing to do with spiritual matters. I'll bless that food. Lord, bless this food. Help it be a nourishment to this body. But eating has not going to give me life. Spiritual life. Going to keep this old body floating along for a few more days. Whatever I do, that's not walking in the Spirit. Might make a place for me in the community, but it ain't going to give me nothing in Christ. And it may not be sinful. It may not be sinful. Eating's not sinful. But that ain't that ain't so into the spirit. I don't care what preacher comes along and tries to twist that up. Say, well, brother, that is really kind of so into no, it ain't so in spirit. So into your flesh, eating food, bread, cornbread, bean. Ain't got anything. But the Bible says the kingdom of God is not Luigi's. <coughs> It's not meat and drink. Let, let's turn to that scripture. I happen to have it here in my notes. 
Romans 14, 17. Let's look at this. This is, I got about eight stars by this scripture. I don't have any stars by any other scriptures. But I got the eight stars and they're yellow. This is going to be a blessing for you if you're looking for truth this morning. If you, if you, you know, if you really want to draw near to the Lord, this is going to be a blessing to you. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. What is it then? Righteousness and peace and joy. Where? Where? In the Holy Spirit. Watch. Verse 18. Here it comes. Verse 18, here it comes. There it is. Thank you, Josiah. He that, for he that, help me with the next three words. For he that, come on, everybody. For he that, in these things. He that, in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God. This is taught you've already been accepted as a Christian through faith in the blood, but your life now. You remember I always bring it up. Here it comes again. Antioch. Peter was righteous as he was ever going to be. Justified. But what he was doing was not acceptable to God. He was not walking in the spirit. He was walking by the flesh, his flesh, that moved him to fear men that did not believe what he believed. So th this is being written to a saved church. It's in these things that you're found serving Christ and God says that's acceptable and this is what's approved among men, not the worldly men, but the church men. The message of the cross is required for this because if the focus is not Calvary, you can't walk in the Spirit. And if you can't walk in the Spirit, then you can't experience the kingdom because the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You're in the Spirit, but you're also in Christ. That doesn't mean you experience Christ every moment of the day, does it? But my goodness, here's the good news. You have the potential to. He's there available for you and me, but I don't experience him every minute of the day. I don't walk in the Spirit. I'm talking about me now. I don't walk in the Spirit every minute of the day, but I could. Why don't I? If I can, and that's where life is, and that's where everything happens that God accepts only as acceptable unto Him, it's the only place we can serve Christ, then why am I not walking in the Spirit every moment of the day? Reality, reality, here it comes. 
I'm going to hurt my own feelings because I choose not to. I choose not to. Now, I'm not just talking about me this morning. I'm talking, when I'm talking about me, I'm talking about you. Because we all the same. We all the same. We choose to go do that, whatever that is. When those thoughts come into our mind that we didn't choose, we do choose to do with them what we do with them. We do choose to, 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 to not be fully focused on Calvary so we could be also focused on these things because these things are very important too. They're thinking more highly of ourselves, that carnal mind, than we ought to. When you start getting focused on anything other than your deeper understanding, your deeper experience, your deeper experience with the Lord through faith in the sacrifice, through seeing more of the scriptures in that light, you're moving away from where you need to be going. When the cross of Christ is not <coughs> in your heart, in your mind, as it should be, you're not walking after the Spirit. You cannot walk after the Spirit unless you accept the reality of what the Holy Spirit's turning you over to always, which is the cross. If you, if you and I don't look through the cross, we can't see what we're looking at in a proper way. If we don't take up the cross, deny self, we can't go through anything in a proper way. Ever, ever. The world will tell you, follow your heart. The world will tell you, well, this is how we did it. You'll be all right, just do what we did. Listen, I don't want no advice from somebody that ain't carrying one of these. And I'm not even going to listen to them just because they're carrying one of these unless they open it and show me what it's about. The one it's about. My Bible is my Jesus book. He is the, as Andrew preached last weekend, he is the preeminent one. He's above everything else in this book. He's the creator of everything written in this book. He's the speaker of the house. Hallelujah. So I don't even listen to people toting a Bible around. You've heard me say it for years. A monkey can carry a Bible and a parrot can quote the word. But they can't neither one of them be saved and changed for the glory of God. You got to learn to walk in the spirit. Look at this again now. For the kingdom of God, this is what you were ushered into. The kingdom of God is not what you eat. It's not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
these things, you won't experience the kingdom. It's the same as experiencing Christ, the king of the kingdom, but you can't do it unless you're walking where they exist, and that's in the spirit. It's not lighting a candle and playing your favorite song thinking that you're getting in the spirit. You can be in the spirit on the pork and bean aisle in Walmart when somebody's running a buggy up into your buggy. A man ran over me yesterday from behind in Costco. I thought it was Andrew playing a joke. He literally, boom, I thought, my Lord, what's Andrew doing now? I turned around, that man was going, I'm so sorry. I said, don't worry about it, man. I've been run over before. (laughs) More since I've been preaching than before. Let's read it again. For the kingdom of God It's not what you put in your mouth. It's not what's going in. But it's righteousness. The one who knew no sin became our sin-bearing offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in him, the cross. It's not what you eat and drink. It's peace. He made our peace by the blood of his cross. It's the cross and joy. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him so that Nehemiah 8 and 10 could be our scripture for our every moment. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't have to ask for these things. I am where they are located. I'm in the spirit. I'm saved. These things are for me there. They're for me. Righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have the peace of God with God in Christ Jesus, and I have the joy of the Lord. No matter my circumstance, I am righteous in Christ. I have the peace of God in Christ. I've got the joy of the Lord in Christ. And I've got to learn to walk in the Spirit to experience what the Spirit is offering me. You have to learn to walk in the Spirit. It's not lighting a candle in your favorite song. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with that, but that ain't going to put you in the Spirit. Let me say it again. There's nothing wrong with you lighting a good smelling candle and sitting there and putting on some worship music and just worshiping God and praising God and praying to God and having a time and a half in the Lord. But the only way you get in the Spirit is if your faith is in the cross. That's it. That's it. When you and I begin to put our faith, well, God, I did this and you didn't. That that proves that we're walking in some kind of law, fleshly works mentality. Well, I tried the promise keepers. That didn't work. I I tried the government of 12. That didn't work. I tried the the purpose driven. That didn't work. Because none of it works. That's you working in your works. If it's his grace then it's his work. 
If it's you just trying new stuff, hoping that God's going to do something now, oh, this is it. Man, that ain't walking in the Spirit. You can sing. That ain't going to put you in the Spirit. If you're in here this morning, you think singing and praising God going to put you in the Spirit, you at your mind. You got to have your faith in the cross. If your faith is in anything that you're doing, even the good things you're called to do, you can't walk in the Spirit. Hold on just a minute. Amen, Brother Curtis. I'm pastor. I love you enough to tell you what the Lord tells me to tell you. There's a judgment seat coming soon. We're going to stand before it. I hope you're learning to keep one eye on it right now because everything that we did when we wasn't walking in the Spirit is going to be totally and forever forgotten. Forgotten. All of it. Every, the Bible says all things are of Christ, through Christ, for him, to him. That, that, that says all things. So anything that wasn't of him, through him, for him, and to him, that means everything of the flesh, you ain't never going to remember it. I've told you that. Some of you still don't believe it. Well, I believe we're going to... Then give me some scripture for that then. Amen. I want you walking in the Spirit. You know what will happen if you walk in the Spirit? You'll be able to love each other. Even when the other person does something that you think... This is where we learn to turn the other cheek. This is where we learn to love people who hate us. You can't do that outside of walking in the Spirit. You walking in the flesh, turn your cheek. You might go a little ways trying to be spiritual, but you'll be like that man that slapped that man on the cheek. <coughs> and he turned his cheek said, here's the other one. And he slapped that other one. And that man said, now what you going to do? He said, the Lord didn't give me a third cheek. He tore him up alive. <laughs> if you're not walking in the spirit, that means you're walking in flesh. And if you're walking after the flesh, you're sowing to the flesh. And the Bible says that if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. I don't want that for you, and Lord knows I don't want it for me. Hadn't you had enough of it already? I mean, really, hadn't we had enough of sowing to our old fleshly self? Hadn't we had enough of that already? Look at verse 18 again here in Romans 14. For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. This is why we don't listen to folk who ain't pointing to Calvary. Because their ministries aren't approved of God. If you're not pointing to the cross, my friend, you ain't got any righteousness, peace, and joy to talk about. 
And if you're trying to talk about him without pointing to the cross, you still ain't got nothing to talk about. Because without the cross, you're not showing me the door into being able to walk in the Spirit. You can teach and preach on righteousness, peace, and joy the rest of your life. But if you're not pointing people to the cross, you, you, you just all we're going to do is be trying to live this stuff out, trying to do better, trying to become a better us. We're going to be, oh, we, it ain't going to work for us. Because the cross is what makes the difference. we got to get out of the way. The cross is the only place that we're removed out of the way and we're hidden with Christ in God from not just the devil but from our old lust in flesh. We're hidden, put away, tucked away. Only in this place. My mama told me all my life growing up, you used to make me so mad, she said, you're the most conceited person I know. My mama told me that for years. Finally dawned on me, boy, I must be conceited. I didn't see what she saw, of course, because when you're conceited, you don't think you are. When you're prideful, you don't think you are. If you're a Christian and you're that way, then the Lord's going to have to take you around the mountain a few times and use that, that old-timey spatula on your backside. And I know what that's like, too. I don't want you sowing to the flesh. Mm, think about it. I hope you go home and look at this a little more. Because what we're looking for is in the Spirit. Let me, let me, the Lord just now reminded me of this. When we used to be in that, all that mess that them folks are still in, and this is our, March was our 20th year out of all of that. Thank the Lord. I asked that man, that preacher, one of them preachers that day, when he after he preached whatever that was. And I didn't know this truth, this focus either, but I knew that was something wrong with that. David and Jeanette, you remember. And I asked that preacher after church, I wasn't asking him with no haughty attitude, I just said, you know that what you were talking about this morning, uh, 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 where was that at in the Bible? And he looked at me and he literally told me, he said, some things, Brother Curtis, you, you're not going to get in the Bible. You just got to get it in the Spirit. But because they didn't then and they still don't now know what it means to walk in the Spirit, they still are caught up in that fleshly, carnal wishy-washy, really witchcraft. And that's demonic inside the church walls. Because if you run from the message of the cross, you're running from your opportunity to walk in the Spirit. We didn't know that when we come out of that church. I come out of that church and I said, Lord, thank you for getting me out of there. They all messed up. And in that moment, one of the few times, but in that moment, the Lord spoke to me right then and he said, you're as messed up as they are. And that hurt my feeling. Y'all ever had your feelings hurt by the Lord? Because my thoughts were, at least I ain't believing all of that. 
But the Lord had to do in my life just what he did in the Apostle Paul's life. Had to put him somewhere out in the desert. Had to reteach him the Word of God in its correct light. Jesus, the light of God. The cross, the switch that turns the light on. And ever since then, all we have to do is open our Bibles and see what the Lord is offering us in the Spirit. It's not weirded. It's not flaky. It's not, that's the way people want it to be. The, 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 our flesh is so drawn to, ooh, did you feel that? Ooh, did you see that? Just, there are books written by big popular name preachers who call the glory of God some purple haze coming in under the door and filling the room. And if you don't know what walking in the Spirit's all about, you'll come out of that meeting going all over the town telling everybody the glory of God fill the room. No, some purple smoke from something done went wrong out there fill the room. The glory, Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. And purple smoke is not Jesus. Well, God still, today, he does things like that. The Bible says he doesn't. The Bible says in time past, God spoke to our fathers in various ways and diverse manners by the prophets. But in these last days, he speaks to us by his son. Not in various ways and diverse manners. That's what's wrong with the church today. Ooh, did you feel that? That's some diverse something. When I got saved, I didn't feel a thing except my insides being thankful that I wasn't going to hell. Walking in the Spirit. Leah, you about to go off somewhere. You about to move away from us. You'll be put to the test. The test will be what it is for us even who aren't going anywhere. Same test for you when you get to where you are and you, Kaylee, wherever y'all go, you, you ain't got a different test than we do. Same test. Will I choose to keep my faith in the crucified Lamb of God? Will I find again today my hiding place in his death? Oh, will I choose to trust in him that I might be found walking in the Spirit. All those old preachers, I don't care what anybody says. The women that used to wear them long scarfing come out there floating around like they had some anointing. You better get on out of town. All these names that pop up from past, all this stuff, you wasn't there, you don't know, let it go. I was there a couple of times when they said, lift your hands, angels are in the place. Lift your hands, the gold dust is about to fall. 
and I'd be like, because I was right there in the middle thinking, is, it, is this real? And then the other side of me was going, this is dumb. Well, you know what that is? That's unstable. That's double-minded. It wasn't nothing but the flesh. Lusting after what? Money. Money. Money, 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 money. Kingdom of God is not meat and drink. That's what we as Christians desire to experience, right? The kingdom of God. That's our kingdom. Now, we're no longer of this world. We're of a new kingdom. We're in the kingdom. We're in the king. And to experience him means we're experiencing the things of the kingdom, his order, his rule. Do you know he's going to reign for a thousand years and you're going to reign with him, but his scepter, his rod of authority is going to be righteousness. That's what it's going to be. His kingdom, this is not just one verse. This is the verse that tells us what the kingdom is and where it is in the spirit. That's why you can't get involved with these people that think that if they do something after the flesh, it's going to cause God to... I've told you this a hundred times. When we first moved over here, there was a group of women who were getting together. Uh, this back in the mid-90s, women, really spiritual women, uh, getting together, catching demons in mason jars. But they were really spiritual now. Now, I don't remember their names, so don't come up and ask me who they were. And then there was another group that bought plane tickets and flew to Colorado to be up on the highest mountain, whatever that is, and so they, could, they were going up to high places. The high place was Calvary. That's God's high place. They were going to go up there and, 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 and deal with principalities and powers and, and wickedness in high places. They came home dumber than they went. They came home more chained more than they were before they left. That's flesh. That's nothing but flesh. They weren't in the spirit. It was all. Think about how many millions of dollars have been wasted toward what men thought was spiritual but wasn't nothing but flesh. Some of the biggest beautiful buildings in America today that's called a church building there ain't nothing going on in there that's of God at all. It's in these poor little old tin buildings sitting out in the middle of a pasture. God finds the truth to give his people the way of the cross. If people don't want to hear about the cross today, they can't walk in the Spirit. Anybody you meet that does not think we ought to be preaching the cross and that we can leave it out or, or that we, it doesn't need to be all our focus, then they don't know the Bible no matter how much it appears they do. God's going to test you and I in the days ahead by using people that he's even used greatly. <laughs> Amen. If you, if you're, listen, if your faith is not in the death of Jesus, you can't walk in the Spirit. So how often do you want to walk in the Spirit? 
Well, then that's how often you got to fight the good fight of faith to keep your faith anchored in the death of Jesus. So when your grandma says, well, you know, the cross is right, but there's also, no, there's no other also. There's lots of things to learn, but if your faith is not anchored in Calvary, you can't learn a one of them. I'm going to say it again. Y'all didn't get it? If your faith is not anchored in the cross, you're not learning anything of the Spirit. Because to be a disciple of Christ, which the word means learner, you have to be denying self, taking up your cross, and following the teacher. See, this is what divides those who are ever learning but not coming to the truth and it's its experience from those who are learning and ending up in the liberty the truth brings. I'm not talking about initial salvation. I'm talking about day after day after day. And about now, it's when the devil always whispers in the ears of God's people and says, but nobody's perfect, brother. He'll always be there saying that through our fleshly lust. That's the avenue for his voice is our fleshly lusts. It's not just the devil saying nobody's perfect to get us moved away from fighting the good fight of faith to have a moment-by-moment life in the Spirit. It's our lusting flesh. Because this, behind the scenes, this is the reality of it. What about my time? What about my time? I need some me time. Well, it's quiet up in here now. I hear the hairs moving on your arm. What about my time? What about me? Prayer on Monday night? Church on something? At least I go on Sunday. Because you know... I got to have, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have. I, I, I need some me time. Flesh. 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 That's all that is. Flesh. How many times has the Holy Spirit ever stirred your heart to get in the Word? And, and you want to. You want to. But then that comes up. And you don't say, I can't. I'm about to get in the Word. You say, well, I'll get in the Word later, and that don't never come. Flesh. Blame that. Blame it all on that. But it's flesh. I promise you, if I got relatives that show up at my house at 8.30 on Sunday morning, they going to be at my house by themselves, or they coming to church. Well, since we're doing a little preaching now, y'all just lay back a little bit. You can't sow to your flesh. Your family needs to know you're going to walk in the Spirit whether they do or not. Mom and Daddy, you got to walk in the Spirit whether your kids do or not. Let me say something to the kids. You got to walk in the Spirit whether Mom and Daddy do or not. The cross ain't about I will if they will. Jesus said I will because none of them else can. You got to walk in the Spirit. 
If your mom and daddy's got some stuff messed up and they're a little bit more fleshly than you want them to be, well, you still got to walk in the Spirit, son. You got to walk in the Spirit. That means you got to keep your faith anchored in the cross. Andrew used to tell me I'd do something dumb. He'd say, yo, what'd he say? You old flesh pot. Some of y'all need to be saying that. Andrew used to call me out all the time. Still does. You old flesh pot. Amen. I'm not talking about going around condemning folk all the time, just riding them like old freight train. You ought not be doing that. You ought not be saying that. But you ought to be walking in the Spirit so they can have it to see. A lot of times, a lot of times, other people won't walk in the Spirit, so we don't walk in the Spirit either. You know what walking in the Spirit will mean for a mom and daddy when the kid ain't doing right? I got a belt right here. That's what I say all the time in public. Them kid over acting, woo, they acting so bad. I say, I got a belt. I wonder if they'd like to have it. This world, they don't believe in spanking. I believe in whooping. <laughs> Silas, you ever had a whooping boy? I bet you have. That's walking in the Spirit. You know that? But, but because we don't understand walking in the Spirit, we don't think we can be walking in the Spirit and wearing somebody's backside out. Oh, no, you walking in the Spirit because you obey in the Word. Because we think walking in the Spirit is, uh, you know, oh, he, oh, he just looked like he walking in the Spirit. No, walking in the Spirit is trusting in the cross. And when you're trusting in the cross... And you're not just going to a cross-preaching church, but you're trusting in the cross. Then what's written in this book, you're going to find the fruit of it in your life. You're not just going to be sitting in some cross-preaching church listening to some cross-eyed preacher. If your faith is in the death of Jesus, what's written in this book is going to be the fruit of your life. And some of you in this room on this day right now, need to do what I did in 1994. You need to throw that Bible on that coffee table and you need to tell your wife, your husband, your kids, whoever it is, this right here is it from now on. That's what I did in June of 1994. Long hair, earrings, didn't know much, but I said, this day forward, this is it. I didn't even know what I know now, but I said, this is it. It didn't matter if we went from making $1,000 a week down to two or 300 a week. The Bible said that God would open the windows of heaven if I brought tithes and offering to him, and I did it whether I was making this or this. If I couldn't go get a Big Mac anymore, it didn't matter. God was going to be served according to the book. But when I got a hold of the message of the cross, Everything changed. Everything changed. What do you mean everything? Everything changed. I was no longer just trying to do everything in the book, but now the Holy Spirit. I found myself walking in the Spirit now. See, before you knew about the message of the cross as your object of faith at all times, 
You might have walked in the Spirit every once in a while when you were trusting in his death at times here and there, a moment here and there. But before you knew this was the moment by moment only object of faith, we were so into the flesh in an unbelievable amount of time. And that's called wasted time. Wasted time. It's wasted Everything that Christ is not a part of is wasted time. Don't you agree with that? Everything he's not a part of is just wasted time. I've had too much of it in my life. I still do. I'm not up here trying to say that I don't. I still have too much wasted time. And I don't have to be in the Word 24-7. I don't have to. I, I just, but my faith's got to be there. My faith has to be in my crucified Christ. If it's not, how can I present my body a living sacrifice? How can I live a crucified life? You see, that is the life that's found in the Spirit, the crucified life. Not I believe in the cross, brother. No, I'm trusting in my union with my Savior in his death. A woman told me one time, I wish I had your gift of being patient and quiet when I should be. And I said, that's a gift all Christians have. It's called patience. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's not, not something he gives some and he doesn't give others. Patience is a work of the Spirit, but it doesn't take place outside of walking in the Spirit. It can't. The message of the cross that the Lord used Brother Swaggart to begin to usher back into this old church a 2,000-year-old church is for the purpose of saving lost souls. And it's also for bringing a wandering church back to faith and grace, back to a place where we learn how to walk in the Spirit because outside of walking in the Spirit, there is nothing going on of God. That's why our church is a church of revival because those who grasp the truth that's placed on the table have an opportunity to be revived or to just stay alive and no need for revival. I told Robin a couple days ago, I think I'll just put on Facebook, on social media, if you're flying in to our area for the revival services held at Crossway Church, there's an airport in Texarkana. She said, what revival services? I said, that's all we have. That's all we have. The message of the cross, the focus of the Lamb either brings you to life or offers you life again. Outside of this message, it ain't there. 
I didn't say outside of this building. I didn't say outside of our ministry. Outside of this message, it ain't there. I want you to learn to walk in the Spirit. It's not, it's not a, a decision you make today, right now. It is a prayer, Lord, help me. It's not a decision. You might, I'm walking in the Spirit from now on. No, Lord, help me. Because we can't do it without Him. But He's not deciding if He's going to help you or not. No, He's right there. He's waiting. He's waiting just to see if you'll keep your faith anchored in the sacrifice. Because when He finds that there, you're in the Spirit. I'm not talking about weirded out stuff. I'm talking about you're, now you're found walking out the obedience of God's Word for your life. Amen. Amen. Living in spirit. You can every moment of your life. Would you stand with me this morning?